What's going on, guys? Welcome to yet another episode of the Murph Anko Experience. It's going to be a fun one today, boys and girls. I got my man, my main man, Murph, Murph Dog, Anthony Murph Dog Murphy. What's going on, buddy? How excited are you for this episode? I, I, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited. This was uh, going through after we talked about what we were going to do today, going through it and all that was that was a uh, it, it was pretty fun. I'm excited to get into this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was sitting at work making, making an entire list. Not, not as in-depth as Murph dog over here. He showed me like 50 million notes and, and I was like, Holy smokes. Like that takes some dedication and I'm excited to hear his names, but guys, we got to pre, you know how, okay. Let, let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. You know how during the off season, uh, sites will make all-time great lists, you know, from any era, make an all-time team. Well, we're going to do that, but it kind of has a little twist to it. Just just a little Murfanko twist. We're going to take some of the best players that we think, that this is all subject to opinion, that we think are, you know, great players, but they have to be on a losing Pirates team like a bad Pirates team. That wasn't it, hard uh, to find. <laughs> right. It, it doesn't seem that hard to find, but you got to find the, you know, you can't just pick like Roberto Clemente or something, right? So, for example, you would have to get like, I don't know, name a year and then the player. So, like, for me, I'll just start with mine right away. 1949, Ralph Kiner in left field. Like, that's pretty easy. Like Ralph Kiner was a pretty easy choice because he was on, I think, some of the worst Pirates teams of all time in the 50s and the 40s. Like they legitimately just went to see Ralph Kiner. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like we, we, we feel their pain to an extent. Am I right? And like, let's just look at Kiner's numbers real quick. I'm just going to give a slash line and an OPS. I'm not going to go super in depth with it, guys. So he had a 310, 432, and 658 slash line. And then he had an OPS of 1.089. Like, if you have an OPS that's in the ones for an entire season, and I think he had 600-some at-bats that year. So it's like, yeah, that's, that's legit. And the fact that that was probably the best of the best on that team for a very long time, yeah, Ralph Kiner's in left field right away for me. So, Murph, who's your left fielder? So, I, I took – so, you when you send me the list, uh, your your list, what you're working on, it kind of went – you kind of went, like, the I, – well, you were going down the path. You told me the path we were going. Apparently, I took, like, a right turn right when we started. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> – because like the fun, the fun part about this, fun part when we talked about it, um, was kind of like rehashing some of those like bad teams of us growing up. Um, so that's kind of what I, I, I didn't go that far back in. Yeah, far, that far back, I kind of went to like me growing up. I think about you know because mm-hmm. like growing up, there's a three year span where they weren't a bad team. So like I pray, so like like we were saying, I had Not no shortage of things to go. Through. <laughs> so. So I, I kind of went with like the best of like the, the, the dark times, like the pre McCutcheon era kind of thing. Okay. And for, so for left field, I had a uh, Jason Bay and I guess you can probably pick um, a couple seasons for, for him. I mean, he run won a rookie of the year, uh, made the all-star team, actually made the all-star team the year I graduated high school. Oh, so, shit. so that was pretty cool. Um, Yeah. Uh, you know, got him in the, the what was it the Kendall trade or is the, uh, the Brian Giles, yeah, the trade? Giles trade the Brian Giles trade yeah the Giles trade that's right yeah, yeah. which yeah more on him later um <laughs> yeah just I mean if you think back of in in that time frame there was probably not too many better to wear a Pirates jersey at that time in the outfield than than Jason Bay no no um, they're, they're absolutely unless we're talking about his performance in the uh, home run derby Oh, aside. I don't think he hit one, did he? Did no, he? he did not. He did not. I, I didn't and I was so. in front of the hometown crowd, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was. And, it, I mean, he did win Rookie of the Year and arguably uh, 
well, not arguably, he was the only pirate to ever win rookie of the year, if I'm not mistaken. I believe uh, so. There, there might have been another one that I'm, I'm not thinking of, but I'm pretty sure he was. There mm-hmm. is another rookie, well, another guy that had a phenomenal rookie year that we will get into, but it's not the year that I picked. And he's towards the end of my list. But I like your left field option in Jason Bay. And I like the way you went with it. It was like during your era of bad Pirates yeah. baseball. And like you said, there's no shortage of uh, players to I had, pick from. I, I had about two pages worth of names that I was taking down. I'm sure down. you did. Um, <laughs> so so coming up with the final list was kind of hard. But uh, yeah, I, I think Jason Bay was one of the easier ones to come with. Yeah. I know I have, I'll definitely have, he doesn't play left field, but I'll definitely have a name that comes out of left field as we get works toward the infield. So I'm looking forward to talking about that one. Ooh, okay. Okay. I got <laughs> you, man. All right. I, I think another easy one that's going to come on the list and that's the next player. I'm sure you have him too. And that's 2012 Andrew McCutcheon by far his best year ever. If you look at the mm-hmm. stats you know, he had what a 327 average, uh, a 553 slugging, an OPS of 952. And that was the year right before, you know, the Pirates started to, you know, go on their little run. And we yep. were all like super drunk and happy all the time, probably because 2013 was a year I graduated. And I went to the 2013 wildcard game. It was amazing. I don't remember yeah. half of it. Right. Yeah, no. <laughs> but, you know, 2012 was that buildup and Andrew McCutcheon started to come on his own. You know what I mean? And he he started to lead the charge, so to speak. And I don't know. He just brought that energy that was needed for those years. Unfortunately, nothing really came out of it. But, hey, it, it was fun while it lasted. And 2012, was. you know, was the final bad year for that little stretch. Mm-hmm. And I think McC- I think McCutcheon's the easiest choice out of them all. Like, who's your center? Is it Kutch? So, so like, that Kutch would have been – Kutch would have, like, if, if we're being technical, he would have – that year would have made the cutoff on there. Yeah. Just to kind of, like, give more to talk about kind of thing. Like, Kutch, mm. uh, Kutch was up there for me. But uh, I also had uh, – I had also written down Brian Giles in okay. center field, too. Um, you talked about, like, with Ralph Kiner, um, OPS over, over 1,000. He had three – uh, Giles had three years of that in a Pirates jersey. Uh, <laughs> there might have been some substances we we don't know, but yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, you could probably <laughs> say you could say that with like literally everyone. Oh yeah, back time. then. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, if, he was one of the first big name players that I remember. Yeah. Um, as a kid growing up, yeah, um, you know that walk off grand slam, the. Uh, the catch in in left field and PNC where he pretty much went into the stands to, to, to grab it. I mean, it's just, there's one person that you kind of come in and watch at that point. It it was, it was Giles. He was actually the first Jersey, first Pirates Jersey I ever got as well too. So. Okay. Okay. So there's a little bias there for you for sure. Probably, probably, probably (laughs) maybe just a little bit. (laughs) Just, just, just a tad. I mean, to be fair, McCutcheon was the second Pirates jersey that I got. Okay, okay, I got you. (laughs) No, I I, I can see you putting Giles there. I mean, believe it, I don't think he was with the Pirates all that long once, if you look at... uh, It was like a four-year span or something like that, four or five years. But it was like an amazing four-year span. It was a really good four four or five-year span. Like one of the best, like, spans of baseball, I think, like that kind of run, so... Oh yeah, Giles was definitely up there. And when the Pirates traded him there, it was like, here we go again. And then you get Jason Bay. So like it doesn't it didn't really I think they got Oliver Perez in that deal too. That I yeah, they got Perez too. So that yeah. that actually worked out. That's like yeah. if you got like with the when you traded McCutcheon, you get Reynolds and then like another pitcher or something like that that stuck too. So yeah. Worked out. I mean, worked out as well as you could for a team that just stayed consistently bad. So, yeah, I, I wish I went your route. I really do because, like, <laughs> that this is so reminiscent. And like, I'm looking at my right fielder, and I'm like, 
Yeah, my grandmother wasn't even alive during the, the year <laughs> this guy I'm talking about, man. And, and the guy right field for me is Paul Wayner. And like, yes. you hear stories of Paul Wayner. You know, he, he was an amazing right fielder, a great, amazing player at the plate. You know, he had 322 batting average, slugged 453, <clears throat> um, had an on-base percentage of 404, OPS 857. And you just hear all the stories of Paul Wayner and like, what he did and it like you look at the years he was on the pirates there really wasn't a whole lot of bad years so like you're scrolling through scrolling through and you're like okay this is kind of cheating they did technically have a losing record but it wasn't like the 50s with kiner and shit like that so it it wasn't as (laughs) it it wasn't as bad but like Paul Wayner for me was in in right field it seemed like a kind of easy choice other than you know Clemente which I could have went that route too I can't go can't go wrong no can't go wrong with that no 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 um okay who is it Polanco (laughs) no no, Polanco just missed the, the the cut off on it but like I guess, I guess from like a personal bias thing, he probably, he like, he probably have a good chance if I really, if I went past that to make it like for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but who I had written down, uh, Garrett Jones, Garrett Ooh. Jones, we're talking about like, like rookies. He finished that uh, top 10 rookie voting um, his rookie year with the pirates. What is it? He hit 20 home runs a couple years, uh, almost 30 that, that last year, that the 2012 season. Um, actually went to a Pirates Reds game in Pittsburgh and he had like a walk-off double. Um, so that was, that was really cool. But, um, but yeah, um, not many power hitters, not many like big, big name hitters and, and, and stuff like that back here in those times. Yeah. So a guy who puts up like three, almost four years of 20 home runs. Yeah, that was, that was a pretty, pretty easy ad for me. Yeah, Jones was he was the power hitter. Yeah. He he was that guy, you Mm -hmm. know, and he would hit uh, bouncers into the river and being a left-handed hitter, it was kind of easy going over the Clemente wall. And Mm -hmm. I I like that pick for Jones, you know, he, a utility guy could play the right field. I think they had him at first base a couple times. First base too. Yeah. 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 Um, Not very mobile. He probably settled more in at first base by the end of his, his time in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. No, G.I. Joe's is a good pick. I, I, I like yeah. that pick, man. And I, I'm sad you didn't pick Polanco, though, because I was gunning for that. <laughs> I really was. I mean, like, if I had opened it, I mean, because, like, I could have opened it up to more dates, too, because, you know, like, like we like we like to say, you know, it was like a three-year span to where they're good. So, like, ever since then, like, we've had some pretty not-so-good teams. So, like, it would have been easy to put people like uh, Polanco or even Marte and stuff like that. Yeah, but Marte I mean was... that's that's more that's more like recent history and stuff like that. So that's more there, and I kind of wanted to dig a little bit deeper back. Yeah, you didn't dig into the '30s though, bruh. No, no, <laughs> I, I, that was that was a long time ago. I don't I don't remember too much on that. No, you don't remember too much. <laughs> you were just no. a wee lad. I was a wee lad back in the day. <laughs> I mean, I got another 1930s player, and, and we're moving into the infield now, and I'm getting excited because. Uh, after you know the third base, I got two middle infielders that I just can't get over, and I I, I have to figure I know who your shortstop is, so <laughs> and I have to figure that we pick the same the same person. Yeah. I don't I don't think there's any way that we came up with a different no. a different person. No, and I no. tried to find someone else too because I knew you were going to say him, <laughs> and I really couldn't. So. Were you were you thinking Mazeroski for shortstop? I'm I'm curious on that. No, I, I figured you would just go with that. I would just figured you would go with your boy uh, Jack Wilson. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I got I got Jack for shortstop. But, but hey, you're, you're you're making me reveal too far into the list. Hopefully. My bad, my bad, <laughs> my bad. You asked. But no, third, third base for me is probably one of the most epic names I've ever heard as a pirate. And that's Pie Pie Trainer. Um, for those of you who don't know, you know he had a phenomenal career with the Pirates. Uh, lasted a very long time and Mm -hmm. and 1934 for pie trainer he was towards the end of his career I think he had two more years after that maybe three Um, he was 35 at the time 
Um, but he still carried a 304, 342, and 372 slash line. I mean, for a 35-year-old, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, his OPS <laughs> was kind of meh. It was at 751. Wasn't terrible. Wasn't great. Nothing to write home about. But, I mean, every all-time team, if you're going to field this team, needs a veteran presence. And I think a 35-year-old pie trainer is not a bad choice. No. No, so like you went, you went to to chase the pennant. I, I pulled the pirates and like kept the salary low, and like I'm gunning <laughs> for that number one pick with this team. <laughs> I love it, man. You, uh, you in, plan in, on in selling. true in true nutting fashion, like nutting would love this lineup because he's saving so much money on it. Okay, okay. Now, now the question comes. You you brought it up. Who's gonna be your deadline deal? Who's, who's going to be my deadline deal? I mean, yeah. we just talked about uh, Giles having four years of like a uh, OPS over a thousand. Can you imagine the haul I'm getting with that? Oh, I, I think you might get a kid named Jason Bay. I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and Oliver Perez. Yeah, yeah, OPP man, I love him. Yeah, um, okay, I, I also thought about Aramis Ramirez for third base. I, I did really think about that. He, he was on, he was on my short list. He's yeah. on my very short list on there, but I figured that'd be too much pain to to bring up at that point. Oh yeah, that that was a painful time, you know. Trade yeah, away. I mean the whole, I mean yeah, the whole yeah, the whole thing was painful. But that, that uh, trade didn't even really work out either. It's like no, oh. no. <laughs> there are dark times, and then there is a Ramos Ramirez dark trade dark times. Oh yeah, there's no doubt to that. So third base, who's your boy? So I know he started out that way. He kind of shifted on the infield. Uh, so then I can squeeze in the guy that I put in second base. I have Freddie Sanchez at third base, especially because it's the batting title of 2006. Uh, yes. I, I guess he, he was the Adam Frazier before Adam Frazier kind of thing. Yeah. Guy who just gets hits and, and that's about it. <laughs> Which, I mean, it worked. He made the all-star team. Uh, he got some MVP votes. Yeah. batting title so yeah. yeah no i'm glad you picked freddie because freddie uh is on my list um as well um <laughs> i i love me some freddie sanchez man like yeah and but before we get to freddie for me i gotta mention shortstop i mentioned we mentioned who it's gonna be and it's obviously jack wilson um yeah. but the jack wilson that i picked was from oh four his only all-star appearance um, unfortunately, and it was the only time he had a batting average above 300 or even sniffing 300. Um, mm-hmm. He had a 308, had a slugging percentage of 459. Um, but we all know he's defensive, defensive yeah. first shortstop, yeah. amazing in the field. Um, I think it's not always far. I always thought it was criminal he did at, at least get didn't get at least one gold glove. That, that, that was, just yeah. something seemed wrong. Yeah. with how good he was defensively and it's it's always like it's always the thing like yeah it's supposed to be about defense but like if someone like Jack Wilson doesn't ever get recognized for that is it really just about defense or you know is do you have to hit too which kind of sucks yeah I mean so. look look at Nolan Arenado winning gold glove after gold glove after gold glove after gold glove. um it doesn't it stops me. after this year right Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Cabrian Hayes is Cabrian Hayes has it for the next decade. Perennial Gold Glove. Yeah, yeah. That there's no doubt to that. Um, and and I don't think it's very far fetched to say that Jack Wilson is probably one of the best defensive shortstops in Pirates history. Oh yeah. Um, and and you know, obviously, Hannes Wagner was a shortstop, so you can't say he's the greatest shortstop of no. all time. But top three-ish I would say it's not very hard to say you know you you compare him and Mazeroski I'd give Jack Wilson the edge Uh, personally just because I grew up watching Jack and he was my idol yeah (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) is Jacko your shortstop oh yeah absolutely absolutely yeah he was he was one of my favorite players growing up um just just love watching him play love watching him play defensively you know yeah. everyone everyone takes first notice to home runs and 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 stuff like that but not i'd love to see a good jack wilson web, web gem at the end of the day on there so i got got plenty of those oh, growing yeah. up so yeah yeah he he was probably the easiest choice 
to to put on this list. Oh yeah, there, there's no doubt to it. I, I did give Mazeroski a thought. There's no lie. Um, and you know, moving to second base, I gave Dick Grote a thought. I really, okay. I thought Dick Grote would be a nice choice, um, but I just couldn't. I couldn't overlook Freddie Sanchez. I, I just couldn't. I had to put him at second base. The combination of Jack Wilson and Freddie Sanchez was just immaculate. Uh, the, the amount of double plays that they turned were historic at times. Um, and obviously I picked his batting title year. I mean, who wouldn't pick it? Yeah. Um, what did he have that year, man? It was like a 340 batting average or something crazy. 344. Was it 344? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I, I'm at a loss for words for it because like, I just had to put Jack and Freddie together, man. Like it seems they right. belong it seems right. together. They belong. Seems right. Together. It's it's like true love. Yeah, it seems right. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your second baseman? Because you got Freddie at third. I have Freddie at third, so then I could put this guy specific. Specific. I can't speak right now. I have. All right. I'm excited about this. So his prior tenure was not long. I think he was only in Pittsburgh for like a year or two, something like that. He's got the name factor, great defensively, teamed up with Jack Wilson. I think one year, I know for like the year there, they definitely led the league in double plays. But I have my guy, uh, uh, Pokey Reese, at second oh! base. <laughs> Pokey? Yeah. Holy shit, okay. Yeah. yeah, like I said, he didn't play with the Pirates, but like a year, year or year or so or something like that. But I just remember that those two years, it was two years and, and just them two together was just awesome. Awesome to watch by far. Yeah. So like, I've always been a big Pokey Reese fan. And, and when we started talking about doing that, like I knew I just, I'll move Freddie Sanchez to the outfield if I had to, (laughs) (laughs) but but Pokey Reese again, put in this lineup. Throw that some bitch in center field. I need Pokey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, now let, let me let me tell you this: if you couldn't pick Pokey, Freddie'd be in sec at second base, right? For you, second, I, I'd have either him. You could probably put some like Jose Castillo. Castillo, too. he had a couple. Choice, he had a couple yeah. good years. Um, you could probably, but then probably like Freddie at second, and then Aramis Ramirez at third. Okay, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. So, who's your third? So probably like yeah, something like that. Okay. Or maybe no, even like, uh, was it Joe Randa? He had like oh, two Joe different stints. Yeah. The Joker. Yeah. 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 Um, like he had. I didn't realize. Like I remember his his last stint with the Pirates. I didn't realize he had one. Like because I dug back to like like it was borderline. If I can actually remember, if I remember around then watching baseball then, and then I noticed that he was on there as well. So that that was something new I learned today that he actually had two separate stints with the Pirates. Oh. So. I don't, do you, uh, for some reason I was thinking of Adam LaRoche and Andy LaRoche for like Andy. ever today. Yeah, I remember Andy. Yeah. Um, I was always like out of that trade, I was always partial to, uh, James McDonald. Cause I threw it, I threw a, yeah. I threw a no hitter online against another, yes. someone on the show with him. Yeah. So like, I was always partial to him out of everyone in that trade specific trade. Yeah. So I was always yeah. hoping that he'd work out. Me too, man. And and it was you had the whole thing with AJ Burnett kind of taking him under his wing type deal. Yeah. Just never worked. Like J Mac would give you like four good innings and then he'd blow up. Mm-hmm. And like that kind of reminds you of Pirates today. The entire lineup. <laughs> yeah. Entire yeah that's, that's, that's the that's the entire rotation right now. Except except for your goat. I know. I know. I mean but, I mean that's I mean well no, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> back out man absolutely i can <laughs> okay now first base was extremely hard for me I, I i was racking my brain and then i had to do some research at work because i, I like short my ch- chores at work i really don't uh work mm-hmm. i just walk around and look busy so i can get a paycheck if, I've been if you're listening been to this robert abbey uh you didn't hear any of that okay um, that's, that's my boss um 
so I did some research and I'm going to be honest with you. I had no idea who this guy was. And then I started, you know, reading up on him and looking into things. And um, I tried looking on PBN to see if John did, you know, a card of the day or history um, with this guy. I really didn't find anything. Maybe I just didn't search the right terms. Um, but LB Fletcher. Okay. No idea who the guy was. Right. Um, no. But in 1939, the Pirates traded for LB uh, from the Boston Bees, uh, and and that year he actually had a pretty damn good year. You know, he hit 303, uh, had a 484 uh, slugging percentage, had an 869, um, <clears throat> excuse me, OPS, and he was pretty solid defensively from what I saw. So, I mean, yeah, that's my first baseman. It was kind of a throw-in. Some research was done, and uh, he came out to be the guy. 1939 LB Fletcher first base he seemed pretty big too so maybe he had some pop to him so I I, I don't know <laughs> that's my first baseman uh, it's kind of it's kind of an eh answer because I just couldn't find anything so that's fair. that's that's my one my one bugaboo I guess on the list okay yeah who's who I cut I kind of have an idea who it might be because you'd have to show me your list I mean, I mean, first base that time frame that I was working with the KY Kevin Young. Okay, uh, yeah, 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 Kevin Young. Yeah. Um, good, de- great defensively. Like, there's a there's a lot of good. I mean, the Pirates weren't a good team, obviously, around the time frames. But you think about it, there's a lot of good like defensive type players and all that 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 came through there. I mean, I when I looked it up, Pokeyrice won a couple Gold Gloves before he came to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we talked about Jack Wilson. Um, never won a gold glove though. I can't, yeah, remember. which is a shame. That pisses me shame. off to this day. Yeah, that's upsetting. Yeah. But uh, Kevin Young was a good defensive first baseman as well. Um, had some power, hit 25 more than 25 home runs a couple years. Uh, yeah, but like, like I was saying with some of the other players, not much power, not much big time home run hitters. So Kevin Young was just kind of one of the ones that stood out, yeah. No, I, I, I feel that. No, I like Kevin Young, man. Uh, yeah. You remember Luke Collier? Yeah. I remember yep. Luke Collier, man. I, I, mm-hmm. I was at one of the games where he walked it off. I think yeah. it did he walk it off during for the combined no hitter? Was he the one that walked it off? He might have been. I'd have to find that out. Yeah, do so do some quick research here while I make noise and pretend that we're still doing the podcast. I'm not researching. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding guys we, we we don't we don't do anything like that no not at all but guys it, it, while we're doing some research here um i would definitely love to see in the comments uh who you would pick um i think this is yeah a i think fun that would be thing. fun too yeah yeah this, I, that would be fun too to see who some other people have yeah in, in, in there too because obviously we have some people who grew up in different eras and stuff like that so maybe yeah. they have a name or something like that and that that um I always love like uh love learning about like pirates history and and new stuff that I didn't know before I kind I I kind of took it the easy way and and uh did it the way that of stuff that I remember that's easier than so I'm really looking forward if he always listens so I'm not doubting he is but baseball and death man like I need to know who he'd come up with because like yeah. <laughs> he's seen some teams, man. So like I'm really curious uh, on your pick. God damn it! Um, <laughs> no, and uh, I'm gonna ask Nola to comment on it because I, I want to. Yeah, know who absolutely. I want to hear who Nola has. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know, but I, I, you know, I was scrolling through at work today and you see that Bob Nutting sold seven Springs, man. And everyone's up in arms. Like he sold the wrong thing. He's using that money to sign Carlos Carrera. Apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Danny D tweeted it out. I saw it and it was, it was hysterical. Um, I woke up to, well, not woke up. It was like two in the morning. I've been blocked. I've been blocked by the K man. I saw and, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I, I'm so devastated. It's like, where am I going to steal? It. Where am I going to steal my videos from now, guys? <laughs> I'm so sad. So sad. 
Did you find it? I you walked it off. I'm looking through the 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 thing now. Um, Mark Smith. Mm. Pinch it. Okay, but there, there. I remember Luke Collier walked it off. He was zero for one. three. He was zero for three in that no hitter game. Really? Luke Collier. Okay. Yeah, zero for three. Okay. I'm thinking of another game then. See, during I, I bet you every Pirates fan can relate to this. You conglomerate like all of the bad memories into one space and all the good into another, and then you think they're all in one game. You think all these yeah. things happen <laughs> in one game um, because the Pirates uh, losing years kind of just formed into one bad long game. Um, okay, yeah. so we got we got catcher left. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got a bullpen and, and some pitchers too. So I'm curious to hear that. But before we uh, get into right. that, I, I'm going to let you take the mic with pitchers because that's all you boo-boo. Um, I picked Oliver Perez for mine. Uh, catcher for me, super easy. Besides Jack Wilson was my favorite player. Um, and that's yeah. Jason Kendall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think it's that far-fetched to even think Jason Kendall. Um the guy was an absolute monster for the Pirates pre-injury. Um, and that just really ruined his career after that. Yeah. Like, he didn't do terrible, but he wasn't what he was. No. Um, and the Kendall I'm thinking of was, I think, the year before his injury. Because his injury was, what, 99, I want to say? I believe so. Yeah. Because I picked 98 Kendall. Um and dude had athleticism, legit speed. I mean, the guy would steal bases on a regular basis when he actually attempted. Um, he hit 327, had an OPS of 884. And, you know, his defense wasn't, like, the best in the world, but it wasn't, like, Ryan Domit bad. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, Ryan Domit bad is that's, – that's just a whole other – That was Yeah, that – yeah. Ryan Dome could hit the ball. I mean, I'm not going to deny him that, but I actually like he, like if I had to do like a second team on this, he, I'd probably slide him into like right field or something like that. Dome it. Yeah. 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 Or if we had DH maybe. Or first base or like DH. Yeah. DH would be the same thing. Or even first base or something like that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Kendall was an obvious choice for me. Was, Was Kendall your catcher? Yeah. Yeah, that was that that was a pretty easy choice. I actually um was it I went to the game before he broke his ankle. Ankle. Yeah. Yeah, we went to the game before it. Um it's like autograph day there. And for whatever reason, did great planning. They put Brian Giles and Jason Kendall at the same signing table. And that oh. signing table was wrapped like two <laughs> times around the stadium. So we pretty much hit everyone else except um Giles and Kendall. Oh man! Um, Which those are the two? Those are the two. The, the three that I wanted would have wanted would have been Giles, Kendall, and Chris Benson. Chris Benson started that game, so he didn't he didn't do any autographs because he was getting ready for the game. And then they put Giles and Kendall at the same table, so there's just like no way we're gonna wait in line for that. Um, yeah. I, so. like the story. Were you with your dad? Yeah, yeah. Okay, the, the whole, whole family went to. Yeah, we, we left. Oh, the. <laughs> We played the Brewers and like they they beat the Pirates up pretty pretty good and we we left we left the game early it was getting that bad like we got outside of the stadium I think Warren Morris hit a home run too and I kind of I kind of said well you know what the heck we at least we could have seen something but like yeah yeah um, wasn't a pretty game the story I have on Kendall is actually from um, my gym teacher my phys ed teacher. Um, he was like an amateur baseball player down in Florida. Uh, he told me and one spring training, him and Kendall were at the same, uh, gas station. Um, he was picking up a Gatorade or something. He saw Kendall and the gas station attendant handed him like 20 boxes, like Brown boxes and the boxes were open. He looked in it and it was all chewing tobacco. Like yep. filled all the way, and you know Kendall man, he had that big yep. ass bulge hanging on yep. his cheek there. I, that's, I just, that's about a day supply. <laughs> yeah, that's about a day's <laughs> worth for Kendall, about twenty boxes. <laughs> like I, as a kid, my dad said it was chewing gum because he didn't want me to to use tobacco products. 
goddamn hypocrite. Um, but uh, no, Kendall, man, he he uh, he loved his chewing tobacco, as we all saw from his batting stance, and you see that big ass bulge on his cheek. Um, okay, okay, pitching time. Mine's Oliver Perez, and kind of a man pick. Um, who are your Okay, who's your starter? And I got to know your bullpen. All right, so starters, I had a couple. But, like, a sneaky guy, I thought, that, like, he had a, a really good year and then could just ne- never repeat it. Um, and I really – I remember watching – went to a Nationals game early in his career. He was still pitching out of the uh, the bullpen. And, and he had – his stuff was just so good. And it just kind of sucked that it just never, never uh, panned out. But Ian Snell. Hmm. like that yeah. like may, maybe not like thinking back at it maybe he was just always better off being like a reliever yeah with like the the fastball slider but but it just kind of see he had, what it was at that one year in like 2007 i pulled it out through over 200 innings era under four um only won nine games but you know pirates yeah uh, <laughs> but um just couldn't could never build on on that after that like I said probably was just better off as like always going to be a reliever but you know he pitched for the Pirates so like they had room for him in the rotation um so he he was always a guy that I thought was like sneaky good that maybe wasn't talked about and had like a a really good year compared to like other pitchers in that time frame yeah um I'm, I'm curious on a name you didn't you didn't mention this off the air either um, do you remember the hype with Daniel McCutcheon? Daniel McCutcheon, yes, yes, yes. And the Pirates, yeah, yeah he was in the um a McCutcheon, and everyone was excited, thinking it was Andrew and it was Daniel. It I was Daniel. in high school. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I went to that that uh, Garrett Jones game that I said that I went to where he hit the walk off. Daniel McCutcheon started it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and started that game. I always thought he'd be a better bullpen piece, kind of like Snell yeah. with you, like you said. Yeah. Um, Never worked out for him either. Yeah. Tom Gorzolani. Uh, Gorzolani, I like. Paul Mahalan. Paul Mahalan was, like, he's another guy, too. And he had a nice little stretch, too. It's just, I mean, he, he middle of the rotation, back-end rotation guy, Max mm-hmm. or anything like that. But, like, he put put together some solid yeah. years and logged some innings, innings and stuff like that for, for the Pirates, you know, when they're, like, needed guys to just go out there and get beat up and, no, they weren't going to get run support. I know a couple of years he had like like the lowest run support of like any pitcher, like a couple of years or something like that. So, but he he went out there, did his thing, and and yeah. Um, was it him or Zach Duke that had like a sixty-two mile an hour curveball or something like that? Who was it, Mahalam? I think it was Mahalam. I know Mahalam was a yeah. His curveball was like. Big, so loopy, slow. and slow. <laughs> yeah, man. It was loopy and slow. And, oh, man. Mahalam's a good pick. I, I like Mahalam. I think you could throw Duke in there, too. I think Zach Duke had Zach Duke. Yeah, uh, yeah, kind of a that. sneaky career. Um, mm-hmm. And pirate standards, anyways. Yeah, um, he was good. He, he had, like, that really good rookie year. And then kind of, like, and the rest of the time. And then he got like, completely re- – once he left Pirates, he like completely reinvented himself as a reliever for a couple of years and was actually like really good coming out of the bullpen. Yeah. So of course he didn't do that with pirates, but no, no, no. You couldn't afford to have him in the pen because you didn't have a starting rotation. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's fair. You did mention some bullpen names off the air that I haven't heard in forever. And uh, I, I, let let the people know, man. Who, who's your who's your like main bullpen guys? Like seven, eight, nine. Seven, eight, nine. So lefty, righty. You go with Mike Gonzalez and Evan Meek. Evan Meek. Evan Meek. Evan Meek was he had those what like a couple year stretch or something like that where he was. He I mean he made the All Star team for the Pirates. Wasn't he like a Rule Five guy? Yeah, he was a Rule Five guy too so like we're talking we talk about that a lot minor league rule five was yeah. uh today when we recorded but like rule five guy a rule five success story came over to the pirates made the all-star team a couple years later um just was just a really good bullpen guy yeah um, um spitzbarth is a minor league r5 guy too isn't he yeah yeah he was yeah. he was a minor league r5 guy last year um and then and then uh matt caps too matt caps 
Yeah, you got to give it to Cappy. Yeah. yeah. Um, you could also throw Hanrahan in there. Hanrahan had had some really good years too. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, you couldn't throw Melanson in because he was a part of the good teams. He was part of the good teams. Yeah. yeah. He was yeah. so dominant. So and and he was and, and he the was, thing and he is, still... he wasn't throwing like ninety nine, nothing like that, man. He was just dominant. Cutters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, cutter after cutter after, like the Mariano Rivera approach. Had yeah. one, he had more than one pitch, but like that cutter was so deadly. I, I, mm-hmm. I miss that man. I, like, yeah, that, no, that was fun. Yeah, that was, and he's still at it. Still at it. Signed, signed a two year deal with Arizona. Like, was it before yeah, the, the Diamondbacks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like this team, man. I like both of our teams just for the different yeah. aspects of it. Like you went. And saved a shit ton of money. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm definitely losing like 110 games with this lineup. <laughs> well, maybe with this rotation, probably because of the rotation. I'd say. I mean, rotation. I think the lineup from games. There's not much power in the infield, no. but there's a lot of power in the outfield. And if I'm getting, if I'm getting pre-injury, Jason Kendall, the, yeah, this I, offense could win some games. That's solid. The, the, the or the the rotation, like. It's gonna to have to be like a nine eight game every 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 time out, but <laughs> I think I think my team is winning a pennant. Oh yeah, yeah, they're they're way more competitive than my team. My team is way more competitive. And Ralph Kiner's yep. gonna hit like sixty home runs. Yep. I may <laughs> get that out of my outfield. Cause you figure, man, like like this is kind of going like off off script here or whatever. But like Kiner. Just think about how deep Forbes Field was. Yeah. Incredibly mm-hmm. deep. And imagine Kiner at PNC. Like, the north side notch is nothing compared to what Forbes Field was. No. No. Like, he, he's, he's hitting 60. Easy. Oh, yeah. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Um, I really like this, man. This was fun. This was really yeah. fun. Um, I don't know. Like, there's... I feel like there's other topics we need to hit on though. Like you, you seem like you're itching for something else to say. Well, man. one name, one name I do want to throw out there just for the sake of throwing out yeah. there um, because it, he was for whatever reason, I don't know why I, I will never know why um, he was my grandfather's favorite player. And when my grandfather was sick, he, um, and I would, I, I would call him like every other day. And the first thing he would ask me, how'd our boy do? How'd our boy do? And I'd have to go into the newspaper and dig it up. It's a Ty Wigginton. Ty Wigginton. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know why. I have no clue why. No clue how. But that was my grandfather's favorite player, hands down. He would every time I'd call him. First thing he would ask, "How Wigginton do last night? What did he do? Yeah. Did he play? Did he get it?" Uh, so I'd have to pull it up. No, yeah, nope, he didn't. Play. I think he was playing for Colorado. Then whenever, whenever he he was sick. So yeah. Um. Yeah, dude, I remember that story you told me now. Yeah. Now that you said it. Uh when we first like started uh talking and, and getting things together. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. that. That was a really cool story, man. Um my grandmother's favorite player, like you talked to you how like me and my grandmother had that bond. Yeah. Hers was Rob McCoviak. Just because yes. of his last you, name, man. So <laughs> we, we didn't you didn't give me a you didn't give me a utility option because Rob McCoviak is my utility player. Yeah. Yeah. Screw it. Utility. <laughs> right there. Rob McCoviak. Absolutely. Give a dog a bone. Mackawack. <laughs> yeah, man. I I remember Rob McCoviak a lot, you know, and um, you know, every time he come to the to the plate, my grandmother would do that knickknack paddywhack, give a dog a bone. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, what the hell are you doing? You know what I mean? I'm like a little kid and I'm I'm just joining in on it because like I didn't know what the hell was going on. So yeah, cool. Makovia, cool. Um but yeah man th- there's a lot of good memories you know looking back on it. And I, and like I said I wish I would have went your route because it was a lot I would have known a lot more obviously than pie trainer. <laughs> you know i had to do some act, like digging in research and like okay, hey man you you learned something new you learned yeah, something new yeah so it, it was fun this was really fun and guys like like we said uh we hope that you participate in this give us your lists 
uh, give us your starting team, you know, include pitchers, utility guys, whatever the hell you want. Uh, Cause I, we're interested to see just the names yeah, and bring up memories. Um, and you know, it's the off season. So there's not a whole lot going on. Lockout. It's kind of boring. Um, minor league rule five was today. Not a whole lot. Did you want to touch on any? Did you want to touch on any of that? I I kind of did. Yeah, I kind of did. Um, What, like, it wasn't overwhelmingly like, oh my God, like anything like that. But I think the Pirates got, they obviously were looking for high strikeout guys. Oh (laughs) yeah, both of them, both of them will do that. I mean, I I, I don't know, like, I don't know if anything ever really comes of like the, the minor league portion of this, like if anyone's ever been done that and then, but like, I mean, if if they're just looking to add some depth and stuff like that, I they, I mean, they could have done worse yeah. at it. Um, was I think the one thing that sticks out the most to me was uh, was it Jacob Gonzalez on Fangraphs? They gave him a seventy for raw power. I it was sixty seventy raw. Yeah, power. sixty yeah. seventy raw power. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's pretty interesting. He didn't do much in in high A when he was there. Most of what he did last year was in in like the the complex league. So. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll have to to see, but he's the son of uh, Luis Gonzalez mm-hmm. from the Diamondbacks. Yeah. That's pretty cool too. So, yeah. um, I don't, I, I haven't really looked into a whole lot of it, but I did look at out. Excuse me, the strikeout numbers uh, for the two pitchers we received, and mm-hmm. <laughs> they're striking some dudes out, man. Yeah, and, and like, you know what the crazy thing is too is like Madsen, he he doesn't walk many. You, you would think like, okay, well he's he's getting drafted here high first thing i saw when i saw like the the high strikeout number okay well this guy probably walks a ton of people and yeah. that's why like doesn't walk too many people it just looks like he he just the the area of five but like you 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 pointed out too is uh fip's down towards the three last year so yeah. i maybe like i said i don't know what you're really aiming to get out of like the the minor league portion of of it but like if that's definitely intriguing to look at next year yeah. So yeah, I'd imagine yeah. he'd he'd go into what maybe the Indianapolis bullpen oh, to yeah. start the year. So, yeah, twenty six kind of. Yeah. yeah so in, the indie bullpen. Yeah. Who knows that that puts you one 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 call away. Yeah, and on it, it, so and I, I I'm not sure on the dimensions of where he was at in Double A. I don't know if it was just a bad ballpark to be in, or if it's. It I mean, it could have been really bad luck. Because that's a huge discrepancy from his ER it to is. his ex-fit. That's 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 enough of a discrepancy to like really look into it. Like, hey, what what exactly might have caused that? Because that's I don't I don't see many that are almost three one three runs off of each other. No, no, because what, so, what was if he was in the high fives and five seventy three ERA three oh seven FIP. Yeah. Um, so. Like you said, could have done a lot worse. And yeah. he was the, what, second overall pick in the R. Second pick in R- it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's worth a shot, man. I mean, the Pirates are going to need a lot of arms. You could call them up eventually. Yeah. You're going to need it. Um, poor Dwayne Underwood might have to pitch 700 <laughs> If they try that again within this year, his arm's going to fall off. Yeah. It, it may yeah. actually fall off. Yeah, it's going to fall. Um. But yeah, I, we mentioned Bob Nutting sold seven springs, so that's the biggest talk of the town right now. Mark Cuban is now getting his check ready, from what we're being told, and the Pirates are going to change their ways. People, no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Nothing. This this being the biggest news of the day is kind of so like boring to me because like people are going to try to connect the dots, and it's like, well, he's going to fund the Pirates more. None of the money interchanged. What? No, what? that would that that'd be crazy. You yeah. would be crazy to do that. What kind of business person would you be if you sell a business for that much money and then you just turn around and just dump it into something else like that? No, no. You you either you either sit on that money or you go and invest on something else, and he's going to flip it again in ten years and and make a shit ton of more money. Yeah, and, and that's the that's the whole thing, man. Like I get people hate him. I I, I get the hatred. I get it. He's a very smart businessman, if you think about it. Oh, and, yeah. And, like, okay, like, he's everyone hates the big boss. Everyone. Everyone hates their own boss. That's just the nature of life. But, like, quit trying to 
connect these dots that just aren't going to connect, man. It's not going to create any picture. The Pirates are not going to spend more money just because Seven Springs was sold. So, so that means we're not getting Carlos Correa. Well, well, Carlos did say. <laughs> I'm confused. Now. <laughs> Carlos did say that he's going to, he's willing to sign with a rebuilding team. So you sign Sia Suzuki and you sign Carlos Correa and this team is winning the pennant right now. Guarantee it. Mark it down. Put it in the books. J.T. Brubaker, your NLCS <laughs> starting pitcher and Cy Young winner. Hey man, if he does, I'd be happy for you. I, I would. I, I'm I'm man enough to admit if you know. I'm man enough to admit it. It's all good in the hood, man. It's all good in the hood. Um, we'll, we'll make sure we get a. We'll, we'll get Tim on here the night that he wins his twentieth game. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll do you one even better. If he gets fifteen wins, we'll get, get Tim on here just to. Yeah. Just okay. Okay. we'll get get tim and i will be publicly flogged because of this and i saw yeah yeah you get the whip ready let me write this down on my board (laughs) (laughs) but no man um you got anything else to tell to the people man say to the people yeah man just just hang in there everyone yes (laughs) hang in there hopefully we get some good lockout news but like you know if it's for the good of the game, I guess, I guess. And as long as it doesn't mess with our, our minor league season, then I guess they could really do what they got to do up there. But yep. I mean, I, I, I have a feeling with everything, like I don't try to keep up with it too much on there. Cause it's just, it's just, it's just, it gets frustrating sometimes, but everything that I do see and I listen to stuff like that, we're, we're probably in the, in this for the, the long haul and stuff like that. So good news is that we did see, excuse me, is that the the Rule 5, the Major League Rule 5, will commence once everything gets done. Like, it's not just yeah. going to go away. Um, which does kind of bring a little bit of panic to Pirate fans' hearts, you know, because there's some guys unprotected that you kind of fear for. Um, I'm sure one will get taken. I, I know that's – I know a lot of people on Twitter. I've talked to some people on Twitter, too. They've been kind of – back and forth on it like one day we'll we'll be panicking we're gonna lose like eight people and then the next people is like maybe we're just overvaluing every single one of them and like maybe none of them get taken which i guess both of those could happen to an extent let's be honest because we're minor league guys you know mm -hmm. we do kind of do that we are a little biased towards some of these guys yeah you know and we kind of don't look at it the way that say a uh, national writer would, you, you know, like I look at Tanaj Thomas a lot different than a guy at MLB pipeline would or fan. We, we go out there and we watch Tanaj Thomas do that as often as we can. Cause he was in Greensboro last year. <laughs> um, but also too, that you, you got to figure there's, there's other teams out there with their version of Tanaj Thomas, their version of Mason Martin. I mean, not many in the minors have the power that Mason Martin does, but everyone has that guy who profiles as a first baseman only, who their main concern is if he's going to be able to to put the ball in play enough at the next level kind of thing. Yeah. So while, yes, Tanaj's fastball is really special, maybe, maybe teams like, okay, well, we have a guy that has a fastball that maybe like that, who's sliders just a little bit better right now so yeah we're we're good yeah but and and we we can't tell anyone that he's developed a pretty good change up what's change up what what is that what is that <laughs> is that when you change your clothes i don't know yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, i have no clue what you're talking about <laughs> no man this has been an extremely fun episode and and you know, these kind of things kind of get our minds off of all the shit that's going on now with Major League Baseball. And it was fun just looking back on things and learning new things. Uh, yeah. And, you know, like I said, give us give us your opinions. Give us your thoughts. Because um, that's what we thrive off of. That's, that's how we get more buzz. It's how uh, we can do more things in the show once things start, you know, rolling here. Um, 
news for the podcast I have uh, working with uh, my tattoo artist. I, I kind of commissioned him uh, to give us a new logo. Um, it's really dope. I really yeah. like the design. Yeah. Uh, I showed Murph Dog here. It. I showed uh, Nola too. Um, and it, you're, you just got to wait and see. It's, it's going to be really cool, really fun. Um, I'm excited. Put it on some t-shirts. You know, if you guys want to buy it, support us small timers here um that would be really cool um and you'd be helping out a small business uh my tattoo artist owns a very small business uh as of right now and just started up um but yeah everything's good in the hood guys and uh as usual we're gonna give us our socials so that way you can follow us and interact with us and uh don't block me please because i just had that and I've, i'm so devastated i, I don't know what to do with i myself. can tell yeah, man, it's 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 sad times in the Patanko household. <laughs> but no, I'll I'll start uh, with my socials. Um, first, I'd appreciate a follow on Twitter uh, at Murfanko. That's M U R P H A N K O. Um, yeah, I, I tweet uh, stolen videos apparently um, of our prospects, and uh, you know, just tweet out normal stuff like any other human being. And I started up uh, an Instagram account for the podcast, getting some traction um, there. Um, but I would really appreciate a follow at Murfanko underscore experience. Uh, Murfanko spelled like the one on Twitter and experience. Put an underscore in between it. And there you go. You're following me. Um, Murph Dog Murphy, give him your socials, brother. So, so like with the video thing, you should just suck up and do what I do and like spend like three hours cutting and splicing like 10 games videos like I've been doing for the for those articles the last week <laughs> those have been so dope man you you got it you got you got to shout them out man definitely and I'll, I'll tweet them out again yeah so okay uh, um on twitter follow me at double underscore murphy 88 um like I said uh everything that I'm writing right now is going to through the fence baseball um, if you want to follow them as well, it's at TTF Baseball. Um, recently, I like put, I, I threw something out there uh, about a week ago about after after the uh, the stalling trade. So it's been a little more for a week um, when I kind of cut up some videos of Kyle Nicholas. Yeah, uh, that was that was fun doing that. So I kind of threw the idea out there if there's any other pitchers in like the pirate system that we have actual video on to. Uh, it, it that if anyone wanted to see um first one that came up was nick garcia that got posted on monday i believe um that was really fun going through i went through about like four or five of his starts pulled some videos and stuff and spliced them together and whatnot so working on michael burrows right now oh okay that should be out within the next day or two nice. um I think you said something about Justin Mice, so I'll, I'll do that one after the Burroughs one. That might just be like a 10-minute video of him slinging sliders. So Hey, that's fine yeah. with me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that, that'll probably be next. So and like if uh, at like I said, at double underscore Murphy88, if you guys have any any um anyone in mind that you'd like. May move to the hitters next. Those are a little bit harder harder to do, yeah. but but I wouldn't be opposed to trying that. Uh, O'Neill Cruz just show home runs. It's that's fine. That's I mean that's probably where it would end up. Like I'm just look at his game sheet and see where he had a home run. Go to that game and just pull back. <laughs> hey, he flicked the wrist. It's got to be a pop up. Oh no, it went 400 feet. That's okay. <laughs> Poor roller coaster. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but no, guys, it's it's been a blast doing this episode. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Me and Murph Dog would definitely appreciate a like a subscribe and a follow for the podcast. Like I said, get us more notoriety, get us uh, some buzz uh, with your family and friends, you know, share us, uh, spread us around, you know, not like an STD or anything like that. Cause like that's not <laughs> at all, um, but no, spread us around, man. It's like horseshit. My grandmother would say we're everywhere. Get us everywhere. Okay. <laughs> she grew up in a time with horse and carriage. So God rest her soul. Love you. Nana. Um, but guys we love you very very much uh interact uh, with this episode help us out um yeah and and it's been fun murph dog any last words thanks for tuning in guys give us a like follow and all that we appreciate all the love and everything like that yep absolutely yep. guys and most importantly let's go let's go bucks